in the endless reaches of the universe there once existed a planet known as Krypton, a planet that burned like a green star in the distant heavens. One of the planet's leading scientists, sensing the approach of doom, placed his infant son in a small rocket ship and sent it hurtling in the direction of Earth just as Krypton exploded. Because of the amazing powers that this child possessed, he grew up to become what mankind knew only as Superman. Superman was believed to be the sole survivor of Krypton's destruction, but what many don't know is that two others recently made it to Earth. Lacking the superhuman abilities of their predecessors, they have taken it upon themselves to educate, entertain, and maybe even annoy humanity instead. They may not be faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, and able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. But they are... Ben and Mickey! Welcome to the Prop Showzel for another week and happy 11.03am to everyone out there today. And um, screw you, everyone listening to the podcast. <laughs> Hope whatever time you're having is terrible. <laughs> I wasn't realising we were going to start the show by saying screw you to all our <laughs> listeners, but not you guys. You guys are listening live. You're cool. That's right. <laughs> so uh, yes, this is the Prop Showzel. I'm your host, Ben. And this is Vicky. And if you haven't heard the show... We propose things. <laughs> what is the prop showzel, Ben? Well, I propose you explain it to us. I'm glad that you asked because... It's on the running sheet. <laughs> that is one reason. Basically, it is a clever combination of the words show and proposal. Why didn't we go with showposal, Ben? Well, there was so many options. We could only choose one. <laughs> I mean, if we change the name of the show every week, it might get a bit confusing. <laughs> but... I talked to someone this week, and usually when I'm like, hey, we're doing a show called The Prop Showzel, everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. What the hell are you talking about? But <laughs> in written form, when I texted it to a mate, he got it instantly. Amazing. So, <laughs> so we've definitely chosen the right name for radio, a majorly spoken <laughs> medium. Yeah, well, if, if you're having trouble, episode three is still not sure what the hell we're talking about. Just uh, write it down. Grab out a pen. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give you a few seconds to do that. P-R-O-P-S-H-O-W-S-A-L. And if you do that and put a .com at the end of it, you can go to the website. Snap! <laughs> <laughs> and um, as part of one of our proposals that we... Um, it's not so much a proposal so much as a rule I just instituted. Sure. So I propose that I have absolute power over all of the proposals. Well, I don't necessarily agree just yet, but I'll hear you out. Okay, good. I am in charge of each week's song list. And last week we had Songs of the Suburbs culminating in Toto's Rosanna for everyone who lives on the Hearst Ridge Line. I'm sure there was a Mexican wave that went through there, <laughs> through the through the 1107. <laughs> it, I'm just wondering, we go with the theme of a playlist of songs each week. Yes. But then the last song seemingly doesn't match the theme at all. Shh. <laughs> so I was just wondering if we were confusing people by, like last week, for whatever reason, we played Rick Astley. <laughs> and so I was... Wondering if people were like, how does he fit into video games? <laughs> Vicky is just hold up an amazing handmade evil mustache slash beard combo. There's even room for my mouth. It's like someone left me a present. <laughs> if, you know, General Zod was listening to the Superman intro, he's like, oh my God, that's where Ben and Vicky have been hiding out. We've got his awesome disguise where we can just hold up a fake mustache. And That's why we have to keep changing the name of the, um, of the show. <laughs> We're both on the run. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. going to search every radio station, <laughs> every podcast until we find these guys. Uh, so anyway, so today's theme for the songs uh, is video games. So all of the songs today relate somehow to video games. They're either about picking up women in video game stores. <laughs> My favourite genre of yeah, music. Yeah, I know. 
<laughs> and um, or from from the video game. And we're going to play my personal favourite video game song uh, somewhere around perhaps eleven fifty. That would be my guess. All right. Well, uh, I, so stay tuned. Sure. Oh, good. I'm glad you're staying tuned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to leave, but now you've teased me into the uh, 11:50 time slot. I guess I'll, I guess I'll hear you out. Well, over one person will be listening, <laughs> so you don't want to miss that boat. <laughs> so I guess we'll start off the show with a bit of a show and tell theme. We've oh. told you what the prop showzel is, <laughs> but as every prep teacher knows, that's done enough. That's only half of the exercise. You don't want your entire class standing up and explaining how they can tie their shoes. You want to see them tie their shoes. Do I? <laughs> yes. Why well, would I see a whole bunch of third graders tie their shoes? <laughs> Third grade, that's slow. <laughs> well, I mean, what what year did you tie your shoes in? Well, are we talking bunny ear or full loop the loop? I'm thinking just like in general what grades play show and tell. Prep to say four, I'd say. Yeah, so three See, isn't out of that. No, gap. but by prep I was doing at least bunny ears tying. I wasn't bringing that up in grade three like I learned to tie on my shoes today. Why is everyone against the loop the loop? No, loop the loop is the major way. I'm not wearing... Loop the loop is like when you do the... See, bunny ears is when you've got the two loops yeah. and then you tie them. What is wrong with that? Nothing. I don't know. Because you're seeming like that's a year three way of doing it. No, year three is really old. You're okay, so stuck you're, in three years. But like, I'm, I'm saying like when you teach kids to do tying their shoes, yeah. people are like, oh, go to the bunny ears. Yeah. And then eventually at some stage you're supposed to graduate to the loop-the-loop. Yeah, I know. I don't know why. But I never graduated. I'm, Didn't I'm, you? Oh, my I'm goodness. This is the scoop of the century. I wish we had a scoop, guys. <laughs> Someone record that. You, can, you, can, we can you just... still do it, bunny ears? Do you have Velcro shoes? I wish. If, <laughs> if I could downgrade to those uh, spiral, uh, you know, springy shoelaces, if they would come back in fashion, I'd run with those. So trends. if they made Velcro shoes in your size, you'd wear them? Nah. Cause do you it's... just wear a lot of boots? No, but it's, it's shunned by the public to wear Velcro at... 25 years old. Is it? Why? Well, I, That's what you'd like to it's, know. It's hard to get respected in important situations, which I try to avoid in general. Yeah, you don't want to be like, so anyway, here's this year's budget. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't see um, Steve Jobs at the uh, press conference or whatever. He announces the new iPhone and then he uh, kicks <laughs> off his Velcro shoes. But uh, the bunny ears, no one can tell that you're doing it. It's all in the uh, initial... I think it's easier to undo the other way. You reckon? I don't know. It's very similar. I haven't done the bunny ears since I was five. This is really stretching my memory. It's good. You should come back to it. Yeah, okay. We propose that bunny ears becomes a socially acceptable way to tie your show- shows, your shows. shoes. You, you seem to overreact when I admitted that I bunny ears it. But, <laughs> but I reckon there's a lot of people out there that do the same and they just tend to avoid talking about it. Because 0427 pop pop if yeah, you're still bunny ears. It's not a conversation that comes up frequently. But I think that the few people who know what I'm talking about will completely relate. Yes. Anyway, that's not the, the uh, proposal that I was going to use as our example, but that works. <laughs> we propose that... The Bunny Ears for All initiative. Bunny Ears for All. Why are we shunning one half of our society? That's right. 50% of people tie their shoelaces this way. I don't know that. Well, 50% <laughs> of this room, that's a good enough yes, poll. that's right. We've done a poll of this room and yeah. 50% of people still do it the stupid way. I mean... What? <laughs> you might get mistaken for a stripper if you're wearing Velcro shoes. What strippers are you going to? <laughs> Check out my feet. That's <laughs> <laughs> a very slow tease. Oh, <laughs> uh, sure, sure. Why would I be mistaken for a stripper? Yeah, because you've got Velcro. Everyone knows oh, that Velcro... Oh, because they've got tearaway clothing. Yeah, past, okay. past at, say, 12 years old, any Velcro is only acceptable on strippers, I'd say. All right. Well, yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't gone that far. Okay. <laughs> so you're not just ripping yeah. your shoes off for the pleasure of others? No, it's more snaps that I use. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I did say you're the cowboy of uh, the radio cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to let that name catch on. <laughs> All right. So I suppose shall we do the actual proposal we're planning, or just move on? No, no. Some? I want to hear a proposal. All right. I'd like to propose. The show starts now, everyone. Yeah. So sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Please excuse the first. We wanted you to have a good 11:03, so yeah, we yeah. thought we'd just have a little chatter to get you in. Uh, I propose that no one uses WhatsApp as a greeting anymore. Ooh, controversial. I know, right? But I'll show you why. I, it was on, I was just trying to sound impressive. Oh. Mm. Well, we did start off with the controversy of the bunny ears versus... I know, there's the only so much controversy you can fit into the first 10 minutes of the prop shows. Well, thank goodness, it's 11-11. Phew. Quick, everyone, make a wish. Um, also... Are we going to grant those wishes or they just make them? No, they just make them. It's an 11-11 thing. Oh, uh, okay. Anyway, um, so here we go, Ben. You're trained from birth to have a good answer to this. How are you? I'm pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. see? Yeah. How are you good? I was, I, was I, trying, I was trying to avoid this stereotypical good answer because when people do that, then it sounds like, you know, that's just your stock standard. But what I mean is, even though it is your stock standard, if you're caught unawares, if you're caught with your how are you pants down, you've still got something to say, right? You can just go a good and then get out of there. Yeah, yeah. But I think if you notice, I hesitated before I said pretty decent. Also, a pretty terrible <laughs> response. Yeah. I would say good without the hesitation would have been better. Exactly. But there's so much pressure when someone asks you that the question that I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, just stock standard response. I want to seem like I'm doing something. That I panic, pause, don't say anything, and then, like, five seconds later, I'm like, yeah, good, and just, like, <laughs> revert back. How on earth did you decide that radio is for you? I know. <laughs> Simple questions like, how are you, paralyze you? <laughs> that's, that's Sin's the only uh, one that would allow me to broadcast. <laughs> well, I say, I, I just think with how are you good, there's always a response you can say, even if it's not amazing, and sure. you can say it within a window of time that's not odd. What's up? What's up? You think, you think that you have to be doing something if someone asks you what's up? What do you say to what's up? What's the standard answer? Hey, Ben, what's up? Well, at the moment, I would say I'm doing a radio show. So you would say what you're doing. What if you're not yeah. really doing anything? That, well, that is the conundrum in situations where you're just, like, talking to someone. It literally makes me feel cold and sick with nerves <laughs> when someone says what's up. I'm like, um, uh, good. And yeah, that's not an answer. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? Good. That's hey, what you get from me. Look over there. Yeah, <laughs> I know because I want to be. I want to be giving the stock standard answer that I'm comfortable with. But why do you force me into this corner where I'm just having to come up with stuff off the top of my own head? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the I've talked about this before, but the real uh, problem with that question is that when you're hanging out with someone for an entire day. And then at the end of the day, they're like, so what's up? What's up? Yeah. What's up? <laughs> it's like, you know what's up. I've just been hanging out with you for six hours. Well, that what's up sort of implies, I think only blind people should be allowed to ask it. Because what's up? You can see what's up. I'm yeah, standing yeah. here talking to you. It's like if you're with a blind person, you can describe their immediate surroundings yeah. to them. And like, oh, yeah, thanks, Ben and Vicky. That was really helpful. Exactly. What's if, up? Exactly what you see, bro. Yeah, if what I'm, do you want me to say? Exactly. If you're sur- s- describing my immediate surroundings, well, I probably already know that. Yeah, exactly. It literally makes me feel cold and sick because I don't know what to say. Someone told me the correct response is nothing. What's up, nothing? Someone's texting in saying, what about Bugs Bunny? That's a, a response that you can panically head towards. <laughs> what? No, I think they're talking about the shoes. <laughs> no, no, no. What's up, Doc? Ah, true. Yeah. What do I say? What's the answer, though? What about Bugs Bunny? That doesn't make any <laughs> sense. 
<laughs> I'm already socially these, awkward as it is. These are the are you meant to be helping I'm, me? I'm just reading the listeners. Maybe they were talking about the shoes. If, <laughs> if it will so. help them feel more uh, at ease. <laughs> I just feel like we need to either stop using WhatsApp as a greeting or have a stock standard acceptable answer when you've got nothing better to say. Well, why don't you just say like what you're doing in your daily routine or something? Well, that's weird. It's like, what's up? Oh, uh, yeah, I've been at uni. It's weird. But have like have like a go-to thing for that week that you can rotate to for like I'm busy as it is. I have to write down a WhatsApp response every week. No, no, no. When do I write it? Monday morning to last through to Sunday if or you, if you're so busy, surely you did something of interest during the last seven days or so. Yeah, but you're putting a lot of pressure on. It's not like you know, what what have you been up to? It's like, what's up right now? Tell me, quick, get it out. And it better be interesting because this is the beginning of our conversation. If but you don't get it out now, I'm out of here. I feel that people ask that question over how are you because they don't want the good response. If someone's like, what's up? It means that they are asking, like, hey, have you done anything that will be better than a boring, like, how's the weather conversation? No. What do you say if no, you haven't? Well, then then they panic. Put the awkward back on them and just stare at them until they go away. (laughs) Okay, well, that's what I'm going to start doing because what's up makes me very nervous. Sure. So uh, next proposal on the agenda... Yes. I've got an issue with the dairy. That was you undoing your your professional uh, Velcro. Anyway, yes. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I was was wondering where that was going. No, I've got a big issue with the dairy industry, Vicky. Do you? Well, This sounds serious. Normally, I'm a big fan of that industry. You seem pro-cow. I am. That's my issue. There's too much cow in the dairy industry. You're overworking them. Get someone else in there. We'll move on to goats and possibly some kind of rodent. <laughs> oh, mice cheese. Yeah. The ultimate irony. Don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> the ultimate irony, yeah, true. That's, that's the marketing slogan. Um, mice like cheese so much, why don't they make their own? <laughs> anyway, is that really your issue? No. We're it's overworking not. cows, that's your issue. That's a separate issue for okay. another day. Not- <laughs> Tune in to Cow Chat at 8pm, <laughs> where we bring in uh, celebrities from the bull industry. Yeah, an hour of Cow Chat a week could be pretty amazing. <laughs> so, this week, Frisians, pro or cons? <laughs> I prefer a stern jersey. Oh, a really? stern jersey, yeah, that's right. Yeah, anti-Frisian. <laughs> no, I just prefer any stern cow. That's good. I don't think you should be doing that, Vicky. I'm, wow. glad, we've, I'm glad we have established that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just oh, having a heart attack on the side of the desk. I do like to listen to the shows before us where it's like, oh yeah, we've got some big issues of the Olympics and all that kind of stuff going on. Yeah, they which talk- cow do you prefer? No in- one talks about that. They were interviewing people from the film festival this morning. <laughs> we're talking about which cows we love. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can tell which presenters grew up in Eltham, can't you? <laughs> Despite what it may seem, I have very little cow knowledge. We're just making stuff up at this point, and it's amazing. We're making stuff up, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. To get to the point, two minutes into this segment, I think we should... That wasn't the point? That was... I've got a lot of points. We might stumble across a few other ones that we hadn't Every intended to get to. Every cow in Australia just shed a tear, <laughs> realising they weren't the focus of your sympathies at all. All right, Ben, lay it on me. We... Pour some dairy on me. <laughs> Pour some dairy news on me. That's the couch at theme song. <laughs> <laughs> if you tuned in for the pop shows... <laughs> You've come to the wrong Yeah, hour. and you're like, oh, I want, can't wait to hear what Ben and Vicky have to say about <laughs> sour cream. No, cow chat all couch morning. Chat. <laughs> it's taken over. 11 to 12, cow chat. <laughs> okay, sour cream news. We've got two containers... The sour cream, which yeah. is 
the regular sour cream and pure cream. Right. And they're identical. Yes. Why? <laughs> you think that sour cream and cream shouldn't be in a similar container. Is that your proposal? It's so... Yeah, that's my proposal. It's so uh, confusing. When you, like, reach into the fridge... You don't look for the label that says, you know, sour or pure. You look for the giant thing that says cream <laughs> and you look for that shaped container. Have you been caught out? Once. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I put pure cream on my potatoes. Ugh. It doesn't go as well See, as... See, that's the not as bad way, I would think, though. Putting sour cream on a dessert is truly ruinous. That's true. But real cream on potatoes, was it awful? I, I didn't go through with it. I oh, just really? took like I You took... were bored admission because of pure cream. Well, I took a bite and then I was like, wait a minute, this isn't sour cream. In that case, I think there should be an alarm. <laughs> an alarm built into the container? Well, yeah, or chips. <laughs> Every potato carries an alarm. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess in the supermarket maybe, like when you touch the container, it's like, sour cream, sour cream. But the problem doesn't arise at the supermarket. It arises in your fridge. Oh, I see. Okay, so maybe it should be built into every potato that when... It touch. If we can genetically engineer potatoes with Mexican jumping beans, I think we can get this with some done. sort of light emitting diode. Except instead of light noticing, it notices when real cream touches it, and it leaps out of the bowl. You know how people are always afraid to eat the eyes on the potatoes? No. You know those little bits that like sprout. No. How long are you keeping your potatoes? We used to like grow potatoes at one stage. <laughs> like if you if you leave a potato, <laughs> you were so ding 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 this morning. <laughs> so Frisians are growing crops. <laughs> Let's head back to the ranch, Vicky. <laughs> After I got done wrestling. Yeah, that's right. Wrestling? Yeah, whatever. What's wrestling? That's the uh, combination of... Like the, um... That's when you wrestle and rustle at once. Oh, see, I think it was the old razzle-dazzle of wrestling. Like, <laughs> the spirit fingers. Oh, uh, okay, and, yeah, 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 all that We're jazz. coming for your cows. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just cannot. I cannot do this this morning. Yes, this isn't go going out, is no, it? No, yeah, I hope not. Um, <laughs> so when you keep a potato, oh, this is so weird. When you keep a potato for long enough, it'll yeah. grow the eyes. Which I guess if you like, chuck one of those in the ground, it'll eventually grow a potato plant. Yeah. Well, I think maybe in that case, instead of an alarm. But wait, wait. wait yeah. Before you do this, my point is. That people are afraid to eat them because there's all these rumours that it's poisonous, that the eyes are going to kill you or oh. you, you get like a little green bit on the potato. People don't want to eat that. I don't think that people are going to grab a potato <laughs> off the shelf with like a glowing LED in it, it's like squeaking at you saying, potato, potato, and they'll be like, oh yeah, it looks appetising. <laughs> well, they will buy that potato with the knowledge that they'll never, they'll never be the cream mix-up. Oh, but what are you going to do about desserts? No, it's going to have to be something in the cream, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I think you're onto the right track in the first place where... It, instead of just at the supermarket, when you pick up the container in your fridge, it can alert you what you're actually grabbing. Okay, so you want some sort of alarm to go off, like a bought mission. Yeah, it could either just like say in a like sour cream. Yeah, it sour just says cream. sour, or sour there's cream. like it plays a little jingle that t- tells you which one that you. So you want up. a sour cream song? How would it go? You can play the uh, cow jingle that you just sung before. <laughs> you have chosen sour cream. Put us on your potatoes. <laughs> you have chosen sour cream. We don't go well with Cheerios. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's a little uh, educational health advice while yeah, you're at right. it. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. right. But maybe they should just stop selling sour cream without chives. Or they could just put them in two different containers and avoid all this crisis in the first place. I just think, who is eating sour cream without chives? Who are these people? Someone's, someone's texting in saying they uh, aren't a fan of Devon Dale cows. <laughs> is it because their milk is long life? Because I think that that's actually UHT milk. <laughs> <laughs> and the other Don't one be is, fooled. No cow is used in the making of that milk. They say uh, genetically modifying the food is one option, as we suggested, but why not simply draw an X on the sour cream lid to tell them apart? 
Too many pirate issues. You You'd think... have to defend your sour cream from pirates every morning. What? The egg. Oh, like buried treasure. <laughs> yeah, that's right. People will be opening your sour cream looking for doubloons. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the world we've created, Ben. This is a horrifying it's world. It's a rich tapestry <laughs> that one day, after enough proposals, we can live in this crazy mixed up society. Of Where potatoes shall never touch sweet cream. <laughs> this is Ben's dream. <laughs> I think enough of my dreams or nightmares as this is turning out to be. <laughs> Let's uh, head to a song. Martina Topley Bird is performing Sandpaper Kisses. Live, some would say. <laughs> yeah, it does sound very... Sh she's in the studio now, yeah, and, yeah. but we did decide to play this CD instead. So uh, yeah. Thanks for coming so, in, Martina. <laughs> yeah, you've been a good guest, but uh, yeah, we've decided to go with the pre-recorded version. <laughs> it's from the game Fahrenheit, also known as Indigo Prophecy. One of my favourite games, if you're um, wanting to impress me and uh, add me on your Xbox. Sure. <laughs> Previously on Sin City. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, Cindy. Let's get new identities, skip town, and leave this life forever. Okay, I'm Jake Manley, PI. I'll be Carmen Sinclair. Hey, look, it's our new apartment. And now, the thrilling continuation of Sin City. We stood at the threshold of the place we were supposed to call home. I know they say you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but if the inside of this place was Wonderland, then Alice had one hell of a meth habit. I rummaged through the mysterious envelope we'd been given and found a key at the bottom. I held it up to the keyhole of the front door, half expecting it to not fit, but as I slid it into the lock, it went in with a satisfying click. Turning the knob, I held my breath as I opened the door just to crack. I still wasn't convinced we weren't walking into a trap. But I was so exhausted from our impromptu sightseeing tour of the slums of Sin City that I couldn't keep my guard up any longer. What was the worst that could happen anyway? It was only this morning that I gave up everything I owned and said goodbye to everyone I ever loved. If I was going to get mugged, they wouldn't be walking away with much of a haul, that's for sure. Hurry up, what are you waiting for? Carmen pushed past me, slamming to the door and it flew wide open. We paused for a second and took our first glimpse at our new place. Hey, this is actually pretty cool. You think so? I'm getting a bit of a, if you survive one night here, it's yours kind of vibe. What are you talking about? This place is awesome. It's way better than my old rundown apartment. Yeah, looks like we've upgraded to an old rundown two-bedroom. Score! It's old, sure, but I think it's in pretty good condition. We just need to clean the place up a bit. As we explored a little more, I discovered my initial impressions may have proven a little premature. The place was dusty, but it was fully furnished and had a bedroom for each of us. There was also a spare room that I could call my office. If I was going to be serious about pursuing this whole private eye thing... It wasn't a bad setup. I wasn't filled with the notion that this place would be all rainbows and puppies come morning, but I was willing to concede that Cindy or Carmen or whoever I was now living with may have had the right attitude. Okay, fine, it's not that bad, I guess. But the minute I find an ancient Indian burial ground in the basement, I'm out of here. Deal. Now come check this out. As you know, it's been my lifelong goal to pursue the art of magic. And yes, by lifelong goal... I mean, since about two and a half hours ago when I read my new job description on a piece of paper that was left by a mysterious wizard near the dumpster in a pea-soaked alley. There was no wizard. I know, but it makes the rest of the story seem less ludicrous if I tell it that way. Oh, okay. Tell it in a way that makes you seem like you were tripping balls at the time, sure. So, what does every part-time magician's assistant need? Someone who actually knows how to perform illusions? Wrong. A giant box to put people in while they get sawn in half. Carmen whipped the stain-covered sheet off the large object behind her, revealing a chest with the words, Mystery Box, painted across the side. Now get inside while I practice my sawing. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, your proposition is enticing at all, I can think of a few reasons why that's not going to happen. 
come on. Just because it's the middle of the night and we're in a strange place where luring others into dark confined places is conducive to injury and death. Uh... I mean, I have no idea what I'm doing, and if I come anywhere near you with a saw again, I won't lie. Injury or death are likely outcomes, but you shouldn't use those things as excuses to not try new things. Wow. Actually, I'd say they're both excellent excuses. I'd also like to add to the list that you're crazy, and I don't want you near me with a sharp object. Mainly for the aforementioned reasons of injury and or death. Fine, whatever. That's cool, Boxer. Yeah, I mean, just looking around this place makes me want to start to believe that I really could be Carmen Sinclair, you know? I'll admit, I think I'm coming around to the idea of this new life. There's a room out front that I could use to talk to clients and take phone calls and do general private IE things in. Ooh, I love it when you talk business. <laughs> All right. I'm getting tired. You ready to spend the first night in the new house? Sure, you don't want to do a quick soaring in half first. Yeah, pretty sure. And uh, you've got to promise that you won't try and store me in my sleep either. As if I would do that. All right, I'll see you in the morning. Good night, Jake. Night, Carmen. Oh, and uh, Jake? Yeah. I was totally going to try and saw you in half in your sleep. I know, Carmen. I know. I'd like to bring up something, Ben, a regulation that needs to come in in order to protect us. Oh, I'm all for protection. Is it, <laughs> are we hiring private bodyguards wherever we go? Ooh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Mission solved. Let's move on. <laughs> we'll put that after the next song. Wait, 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 yeah, wait. Bodyguards, they require money, right? They need to be paid? Yes. Uh, let's hear you out. <laughs> well, Ben, we're in a dangerously unregulated industry. We're in the wild west of industries right now. I'll say. It's uncharted land. Well, I'm the radio cowboy after all. <laughs> Where else but the wild west should I be roaming? <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> as far as the eye can see, there's gun battles and... What do they call this? Tumbleweeds. Oh, yeah, yeah. And cows. Sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We are in uncharted, dangerous, unregulated territory. We need a sheriff in town. Well, it's almost high noon, so we better uh, get to our jewels. I know, right? Pistols or swords? I was thinking pistols. Okay. If you want to go sword, I will probably win. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. I'm going to double fake out now and bring a bazooka. <laughs> Ooh. I felt for that every time. <laughs> we need the sheriff to ride into town, Ben. I don't know who the sheriff could be. Some kind of radio cowboy could be promoted <laughs> to sheriff. Just an example. You're in line. You're in line. Yes. Radio presenter stunts. They're out of control. We yeah. are on a community community radio station. We can't possibly live up to the standards of, say, your Fifi and Jules. Well, they've, in the last year or so, done like a pretty big one where they destroyed Fifi's car, her childhood car and piano, I think. See, what I don't understand about radio stunts like that is, at what point does it cross the line to just being mean? I think that <laughs> one, just I think that one was definitely towing the line. <laughs> I mean, it could have been a haunted piano and it was actually protecting her. I'm not aware. <laughs> I don't pretend to know these things. But actually, yes, I do, and it probably wasn't. <laughs> I mean, Ben, if we've got... Phoebe and Jules destroying cars and pianos. We don't own anything that good. What can we destroy of each other's? Like, it's your childhood pen that's run out of ink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, not that one. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Hamish and Andy did the thing where they destroyed Hamish's uh, trophy. And I was listening to Howard Stern, and they made someone fart on their mum's face. <laughs> so it's like, it's just getting out of control in terms of radio stuff. <laughs> we need someone to step in and say, this is where the line is. Pretty much the only way we can keep up now, Ben, is if you shot me on air. Well... And then did an 11-week radio podcast entitled Who Shot VS? <laughs> I told you, high noon is <laughs> approaching, looking, it's looking likely. So uh, I suspect 11 weeks is a lot of time to stretch 
me murdering you out of <laughs> it's like who shot Vicky me <laughs> I guess uh, I guess I'll be broadcasting from jail for the next couple of episodes are you seriously at this point you're gonna have to burn my house down I was already going to do that anyway. So it might be able to double as a radio stunt. We need someone to step in. We need a radio regulatory sheriff to say, you know, destroying someone's childhood car, that's just mean. (laughs) (laughs) And other people can't possibly keep up with you. Well, we could fake it. Like, we could say, oh, yeah, I really love this amazing... uh mixing desk that Steve has provided <laughs> with me. It's like, I hope no one destroys it and then we'll destroy it and then we won't really care. Okay, so we can just start destroying things we don't care about. Yeah, but no, we just have to talk it up like we really, really want it. I only own about three things. Like, we're going to cut up your jeans. It's going to be really annoying because what am I going to wear to work? <laughs> what am I going to wear to the store when I have to buy new jeans? <laughs> I'm going to have to do a nudie run well, that could be a radio to Levi's. <laughs> Okay, Sheriff, you're not needed. We've managed to draft something that we can manage to keep up with burning down a piano and dropping a car. Yeah. No, they they didn't burn it. They dropped both of them. Oh, really? I don't even own a car. Like, if they tried to burn the piano, it could have just been, like, a very slow stunt. (laughs) Stick around for the next three hours and listen to the soft crackle. I imagine, like, one of those survivor challenges where they're, like, spinning wood in their fingers to try and start a little spark. And, like, three hours later, they're just, like, blowing on some embers. Like, come on, burn piano. (laughs) Well, I listened to Fifi and Jules for the first time the other day, actually. And I have to say, the radio stunt was that Jules had to run a marathon. Okay. And I actually, he actually did it, and I like felt oddly proud. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know these people, and I have never had any relation to them in my life. But good on you, man. Yeah, it really was. It was a bit of a tear. I was like, "Wow, Jules, that's such a um, such an achievement." I'm like, "Who's Jules?" <laughs> <laughs> don't I don't you... know who you are, but that's amazing. So you're going to run a marathon for us? Not if I don't have any jeans. Oh well, <laughs> that's going to be the world's awkwardest marathon. In what order are we doing these radio stunts? But that could be a great stunt. The girl with no <laughs> jeans, the pantsless, the pantsless marathon runner. <laughs> Is my superhero nickname too late to change? (laughs) Now we're going to head to a bit of handshakes from Test Drive Unlimited. Um, If you're in the car, no need to pretend. If you're not in the car, a bit of will not go astray during this. All right. And that was Metric. Vicky's (laughs) favourite band from the country of Canada, which I know she has affinity (laughs) for. Yes, if you're ever wanting to do Vicky Smith trivia, I hate Canada. That's one of the uh, very... Very salient features of myself. And that was Handshakes from Test Drive Unlimited, referencing how you can pay for cars. Um, <laughs> By going to work? <laughs> yes. In case you didn't know how to buy yourself a car, going to work is the number one way to um, to get one. <laughs> number two, theft? boys' home lottery. Oh, okay. Number three, theft. Sure. <laughs> Lotteries is number two, relax. Well, I haven't heard that metric song yet. So, <laughs> so those are the top three ways to uh, get Acquire yourself a car. Acquire vehicles. <laughs> yes. Thanks for that. There's some uh, little bit of tips from the prop shows. <laughs> <laughs> and now we've got our favourite celebrity head-based guessing game. Celebrity heads. <laughs> no, it's the other one, actually. Oh, uh, test cricket? Yes. <laughs> celebrity heads. Heads, 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 heads. You'll never guess any of us. All right. <laughs> Don't know why I came in a bit uh, dulcet there. <laughs> Let's get on our guessing voices. All right. <laughs> 
Would you like to go first? Sure. So established last week. That's not a guessing voice. Oh, that's a recap voice. My yes. mistake. Okay, good. Please, Ooh, I'm not guessing Relax. Yet. <laughs> established last week, I know I am female mm-hmm. and that I'm not an actress. Okay. So I would like to guess, am I a musician? You are not a musician. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> that is now the official sound fact of when you get a celebrity uh, head guess wrong. <laughs> I'm so sorry for everyone that just had to pull over to throw up. (laughs) What do I know about me? I'm male, I think. Oh, no, I'm not someone I'd like to narrate my life. Yeah, and that you have average uh, ass height. (laughs) Yeah, my ratio of ass to floor is average. Yeah, it was a very uh, informative week for you last week. (laughs) Um, Do I regularly wear headphones in my normal job? You love the headphones. Do I? Headphone fiend, some would say. Headphone fiend? Yeah. Headphone friend? Uh, sure, I assume. Um, do I often talk about cows on my radio show? First of all, do you want to? Are you going to establish and assume that you have a radio show, or are you just? Uh, okay, do I have a radio show? I think you do actually. Do but I talk about cows on it? I, I'm unfamiliar with the radio show, but I suspect not. Oh, okay. And that was celebrity heads. I'm your biggest fan, I'll follow you until you guess me. Celebrity, celebrity heads. It's over. I was three minutes off. Off your prediction of when that song would occur? Yes. That was Garuda Valley from my all-time favourite game, uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. All-time favourite moment from all-time favourite game, that song occurs. And all-time favourite way of travelling through time. Just for everyone, let's just get all of your fangirl in a moment. How amazing is it when you jump a poner across that big gap and you're like, did it in, did it in? It feels so good. Anyway. Someone texted in saying Zelda music in all caps so they can share your excitement. That was me. No, the two of us are, I can't even scream. Can you cough up the leaky for us again? My earlier gurgling has stolen my voice. Sure. So uh, we've got one last proposal for you. Yep. Because we're on Sin FM, it seems appropriate that we confess our sins in some kind of radio con- radio confession segment. Also radial. We'll go round and round in circles. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Into a spiral of shame. Sure, sure. So uh, would you like to start or should I? You should. All right. Well, I have never con- gone to confession in you know church or anything like that, being not religious is conducive of avoiding confession. It is. So I'll start with one from my younger days. I feel like, you know, that's the best place to start. My first confession, go from the start. When I was in junior school, I was at our high school... No, sorry. Okay, (laughs) the high school was putting on a fashion show. Okay. And I was at that fashion show as a viewer. And middle of the show, they had a break. Yeah. I went to get a drink or do whatever. And there was this girl that ran around the corner at full speed. And I put my hands up to stop her from bumping into me and I grabbed both her boobs. Whoa. And then she apologised because she was running so fast. You now better know that woman as Miss Universe, Jen Hawkins. <laughs> Sorry for that. No, just kidding. Um, and so then, of course, when I got back to my seat, I told my friend, you know, sixth grade or fifth grade or whatever it was, this amazing story, <laughs> which he proceeded to share with everyone around the uh, year level, uh, unbeknownst to my uh, knowledge that word would spread like that. 
And the sin that I would like to confess relating to this story is that I made up most of that story. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the girl did run at me. <laughs> and then, but she you stopped. got side boob. No, she stopped short before I even got, uh... a, got a finger on it. But I was like, wouldn't it be great if that did happen? <laughs> <laughs> to this day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, 12-year-old Ben or whatever made up that story and uh, apparently went down quite well, well <laughs> enough to make an entire year level believe that I got some uh, accidental action. But, uh, yeah. To date, that's Ben's furthest uh, sprint my... along the bases, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't want to brag or anything, but it's pretty good in my head. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I guess uh, it feels good to come clean, get that off my chest some 12 or 13 years later. I'm good, actually, so let's just go to a song. Let's not happen. <laughs> I ferrovated this morning by accident, but actually, as it turns out, it's going to end up costing me more, and I'm still angry about it. Yeah, go on. A Russian couple either side of me attempted to do the long man evasion, whereby an extremely long man goes through the senses, um, and I got caught up in the middle of it, and now I didn't pay for my train ride this morning. Do you want to explain how this, how you got caught up in it? Um, well, basically, there was an elderly Russian gentleman in front of me who intended to fare evade, and his accomplice, <laughs> his elderly Russian wife, was behind me. His wife or gypsy companion, yes. as, as likely. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, was behind me. And so he stopped the barrier doing the long man, the dash hound, as some people like to call it. Which is where you hold your hand over the sensor so the doors don't close. Like yeah, you. and the woman behind me just started screaming like we're in tactical <laughs> manoeuvres or something like, go, 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 go through now, and pushes me through. It sounds like she's done this before and she just wanted to panic everyone into going through the barrier. I was flipping. If someone with a Russian, a strong Russian accent starts telling me what to do, I'm doing it, man. <laughs> so, uh, accidental fare evasion, that's just in. Does it feel good to uh, get it off your chest? No, I'm still really annoyed about it. <laughs> I didn't want to fare evade. In fact, I think it's going to end up costing me more because I touched on but didn't touch off. Well, I know they... Uh, My sin is bowing to the will of Russian babushkas. <laughs> I do remember the 11th commander. It was, thou shalt not listen to gypsies. <laughs> <laughs> babushkas, if you will. Sure. Um, well, I think we'll just go straight to uh, the way we usually round out the show. Mm -hmm. Some people were confused by our absence at the end of last week's show. They didn't realise that we'd stop broadcasting. Yes, this is, <laughs> this is your sign that we're going off air. Ben, mm -hmm. you know what every sheriff needs? A weapon of some kind to defend themselves. The weapon in the form of a wife or wife, oh, as uh, it's more commonly known. Yeah, sure. Would um, you like one? Mm, yeah, I'd like a wife. That sounds yeah, good. Yeah. Being the new sheriff in town, I could definitely have some kind of uh, sidekick. Would you like a wife that's, say, a radio presenter? Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Where, where are we going with this? Would you like a life, a life with a wife mm -hmm. that's me? Ooh, I didn't realise this was coming. Mm. Mm. Marry me. No. I will uh, What if I put a question mark at the end? Marry me? Um, no. <laughs> okay, well, this is my song, ostensibly written by Paul Kelly, but he obviously heard the words of my heart, given to my love. And thanks for everyone listening. Check out propshowsall.com. You can uh, join the Facebook page. You can listen to all our previous episodes. And this is Ben and Vicky signing off for another week. Catch us next week at 11 a.m. on Sin.
It's in ramblings.